0: Hello, and welcome to You Don't know Lit. I'm Nick Argeris, and this week I'm looking for the worst book ever written. To help me, are two high school English teachers. <laughs> Which makes them qualified, maybe. I'm Joe Holshu. I'm a high school English teacher.
1: And Nick, if you're looking for the worst book ever written, I... Nick, a lot of weeks I bring books that, like, I, I'm not sure if they fit the theme or not. Nick, mm. I can honestly say this is the worst book I've ever read, and it's not <laughs> even close. Um, it is, of course, the 2011 uh, Masterpiece. Master Trashterpiece? That oh, doesn't boy. work. No, um, that was Fifty nothing. Shades of Grey by E. L. James, a.k.a. Snow Queen Ice Dragon. Ah, that was the pen name that she initially published it under when it was fan fiction. We'll get into it. Wow.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Ian, please go. <laughs> happy, happy Monday, Litheads. Happy oh. Monday to you, my illustrious co hosts I'm Dr. Ian Young. I'm a high school English teacher, and today I brought the best-selling worst book ever. This is not just the worst book I've ever read. This is uh, in the running for the worst book ever. Stephanie Meyer's hugely popular vampire romance novel, Twilight, which really puts the suck in Bloodsucking Fiend. <laughs> oh, very nice.
1: Oh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Clever, very good. Clever. Now,
0: is that your quote, or did you did you pull that from somewhere? No, I made that it's, up. It's on
1: the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
0: Hey, the
2: plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely enough, every author (laughs) was at some point a racist. Audiobooks don't count, right? All art is quite useless. (laughs) Who who, who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. laughs.
0: So, I guess, how bad can these books be considering how rich the authors are? That's my first question.
1: Well, it's have you ever heard the have you ever heard the phrase insult to injury? I think <laughs> I think that's what's going on here is like the books are absolutely <laughs> terrible and then the authors made gobs and gobs of money on top of it, which is just insulting, which makes them so much worse.
2: We disagree. I would say that there's there's some there are some metrics of quality which are absolutely legitimate and there are some which are kind of made up. And I'm going to talk more about that during my time, but just because something is popular that uh, that might that might count as um that might count as like it tells us something about the book. So, oh,
1: Ian, I'm, I'm really afraid Ian's going to get all literary in this episode. And <laughs> I have come prepared to just talk trash. I, okay, I, heads, I want to prepare you. I'm going to make no excuses for this book. I am just going to pan it.
0: I have no interest in gaining anything from this episode. In fact, by the end of it, I would just like to hope that time has somehow disappeared and I am no better for it. <laughs> are we on the same page Joe? so like every other week then yeah Thank <laughs> <dare dare> you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i take no offense to that nick i i do i do wonder if you could just lay out the exactly what we're doing this week are we trying to convince you that our book is worse and you should read it or are we trying to convince you that our book is worse and you should not read it because those are two kind of different rhetorical strategies
0: Well, I do have to read all the winning books. So at some point before I die. And so (laughs) contractually uh, contractually with Audible. And so (laughs) but this week I'm looking for the worst book ever. So you need to bring that. Do you Uh, think you have the worst book ever, Ian? uh,
2: Yes, Yes,
0: I do. Okay. I so
2: do. <laughs> oh, I'm concerned
0: so do. that th- how much more excited we are for the worst books ever than we are the best books ever.
1: Maybe it's time to reevaluate just all of the themes of the podcast. Well, like, instead we've of-
2: never, we've never done best book ever, which is strange for this podcast. Mm, I do have a request. I would like.
1: I would request that Ian's 30 seconds go first because my 30 seconds build on top of Ian's 30 seconds. So that's, that's my only request.
2: I'll happily go first, even though I really don't like this idea that, that Joe is like that, that I'm the T upon which the (laughs) wiffle ball of Joe's, um, erotica. Le-
1: and as long as I'm making requests, I would actually prefer that Ian delivers Twilight first, because I think I do have a lot to build on top of that as well. It's it, If I make a request. It, Nick, well, it's your show. It's are your not, show.
2: You're not the host. So maybe you should just back <laughs> off and let Nick do his freaking job. Luckily, neither of you
0: uh, get to make requests. The only requests get to come from the lit heads. Uh, and you have to uh, slavishly obey uh, the lit heads and myself. So uh, Joe, why don't you go first and give me 30 <laughs> seconds? All right, Nick. If you
1: like Twilight, then you will love fan fiction based on Twilight. E.L. James, a a.k.a. Snow point. Queen Ice Dragon, says that the idea for Fifty Shades of Grey began as a response to Twilight. She saw the movie, read the entire series over three days, and then wrote for her first time in her life, fan fiction. The result is the only pornography that you can buy at Target. Solomon Rushdie once said about the book that he has never read anything so badly written that got published. It made Twilight
0: look like war and peace. Nick, that's my 30 seconds. Fantastic. Uh, Ian, please don't leave us waiting.
2: It's pretty incredible when you can make the perennially popular genre of vampire fiction into a widely reviled story, but that's what (laughs) Stephanie Meyer does in Twilight and its interminable sequels. The story is familiar, the characters are boilerplate, and the writing is all over the place. Published in 2005, 498 pages, Twilight is the worst book ever because it just doesn't know when to stop.
0: We just got so excited to start today. We forgot to highlight that these books are ser- a series. Correct. Each one has its own um, yeah. series. And how many are
2: in each each book? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I each, have to. I have to correct you there. Um, Twilight is not part of a series. It's part of a oh, saga. Is it an epic? Epic. It's epic part a <laughs> saga. <laughs> it's the Twilight saga. So mm. please, please be respectful of it uh, in that regard. Okay. Sorry. Uh, how many sagas are in your your series? Um, Twilight. Twilight runs to four novels and companion books and a bunch of film adaptations, and apparently it's getting rebooted. Oh, oh. wow! It's you know That's to tap awesome. into all
1: the Twilight nostalgia that we that we surely feel. <laughs> uh, fifty the fifty saints series. Years. Time to reset the time <laughs> to reboot. The Fifty Shades has three books in the series proper. However, they have also been rewritten from the male's point of view. Um, So I think it is on its way to a six book series, Uh, not saga, which sounds a little pretentious. What makes something a saga like the Star Wars? Star Wars is a saga.
2: If you call it a saga, it's a saga. Oh,
0: Oh, that's great.
2: Some would say, (laughs) okay. some would say that you refer to something as a saga when it's writing sags but I wouldn't really say that. That's kind of cool that's for me. Suck.
0: I think mm. that was just a bad joke,
2: uh, Joe. You don't have to worry about that one.
0: Okay, I'm just going to ignore. Yeah, that's negative points for Ian. I think um, it was an amazing joke. So it sounds like uh, Joe's book is based on Ian's book. Mm. Yes. Am I understanding this? Okay. Yes, then we, you yeah. got it. Then we definitely need to have Ian go first here. Um, Dr. Ian DeYoung? Yeah. Please, uh, why don't you take your years of experience and uh, <laughs> studying the craft... <laughs> phd literature your phd <laughs> this and this is please, what it's come to please honor us with your
2: uh analysis of the saga twilight okay <laughs> i will bestow upon you my wisdom um i want to start by getting it out of the way there are certain elements of this book which i find legitimately interesting and cool mm. it's bold okay like i don't know i i think i think i can't lost say this <laughs> it's wall-to-wall miserable because uh, parts of the vampire lore are well thought out. There are some genuinely interesting interpersonal conflicts, and the setting is, I think, kind of dumb, but really vividly drawn. So it sold more than 160 million copies, and that many people can definitely be wrong, but, you know, there's something to it. Yeah. Taps into something.
0: Hmm. No, I don't want to get any, into anything legitimate here. Um, so I, I just wanna I, I just wanna step over it quickly. Uh, why do you think this book's so popular? Now, <laughs> now no, I don't even want to start there. I don't no, care no, about I, that. I can what's this book actually about? Why don't you bang
2: out the plot for me real quick? Okay. I do want to talk about popularity because that's actually an interesting thing, which I think contributes to its its reception as the worst book ever. So basically the plot is this. A young woman who is our point of view character, main character, Bella, moves from uh, Arizona to Washington, the town of Forks, Forks, Washington.
0: Oh, state. Gotcha.
2: Yes. Yes. The town of Forks in Washington state. And uh, she um, suffers from a just a devastating case of self-loathing. And she's also really clumsy. Like she falls over a lot. Yes, actually, she does. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sounds really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the many things that I got that got a little bit too much yeah. for me in this book. So okay. she moves. She moves to to um to the town of Forks. The beginning of the book and um goes through some like high school, you know, the high school drama stuff of like who are my friends? Will I go to the dance? And there is a very attractive young man who is in the school. And he turns out to be a vampire, and they fall in love. And he's great; he's basically the best at everything ever. And then there's some danger, and she is endangered. Um, he loves her, and so he won't kill her and suck her blood. Um, but there are other vampires who do want to suck her blood, and so what makes what makes him so cool? Does he throw a lot of spirals? Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I actually, we might as well just get to this right now. I have a game for you guys.
1: Oh, Fantastic. it's been a long time since he has brought a game.
2: I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not really a gamester, but I think this is time, so this time for this. So, gamer. Uh, Dr. Gamer DeYoung, Dr. Mm-hmm. Gamer DeYoung, epic gamer moment. So, um, uh, this this book, the the main love interest, his name is Edward Cullen, and uh, he is the book is like, oh my goodness, the book will not stop about how great he is. So, uh, my game is called Fact Word or Fake Fake Word. Um, and I'm going to name some things that this book says are lovable about Edward Cullen. And you have to tell me if this is a, one of the real things that the book says about why Edward is awesome, or if I made it up for my fevered brain. So I might say, unlike other vampires, when Edward goes in the sunlight, his skin sparkles and you guys would say, so we would say fact 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 word, word. fact word, right? Cause everyone knows when Edward Cullen goes in the sun, his skin sparkly vampires are like the thing. That's one of the things about this. So does this make Mm -hmm. sense? So yeah, gotcha. here we go. Okay, uh, Edward's eyes and hair are beautiful. The color of bronze, which is the most beautiful color for eyes and hair to possibly be ever <laughs> fact word or <laughs> fake word. It's mm. got to be a fact.
1: Yeah. That's not, that
2: sounds like a fact word. Like vampires have bronze eyes. You get one fact point because in fact, over and over and over this book insists on the fact that a Edward's hair and eyes are bronze and B that is the best possible color that is for both eyes are- and hair to be. I love the idea that they don't just say it's bronze a bunch, but then like every time
1: they're like his hair was bronze. Isn't that amazing?
0: <laughs> <Like> exactly. <that's- laughs> okay. Yes. Isn't that that's the best. what best? Now I have a question. Are you quoting these things from the book, Ian? Was that a quote?
2: Um, more or less. It was a, it was a close paraphrase. Okay. It was one okay. of those paraphrases where I use a lot of the same words, but it's still technically mm. a paraphrase. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, Edward knows five languages and can recite love poetry in four of them. Fact word or fake word? I suspect
1: this is fake word. I suspect that Edward knows more than five languages.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go. You you said fact word, Joe?
2: No, I said fake word. Okay, I'm going to go fact word. This is, I'm sorry, Joe does get this one because Mm. the book never specifies how many languages uh, Edward Cullen knows. He does read all of classic literature and constantly study languages. So probably he knows many more than five, but it doesn't say. He must be, so Edward,
1: how old is Edward in this book? Is he like hundreds Edward, and hundreds of years old?
2: Yeah. So the book came out in 2005 and it's generally supposed to be happening in 2005-ish. Got it. And yeah. he was born in uh, 1901. So he is by this point, a hundred years old. So he has had time to learn all these things.
1: And really good at high school. Like he has to be yes. so good at high school.
2: Yes.
0: yes. Yes. Has he been perpetually in high school for- Ninety-nine years. Well, so
2: he's turned. <laughs> that he's sounds really like bad hell. At high school. Um, he's he's turned when he's seventeen, so he is perpetually kind of like at the seventeen-year-old mark. Um, As high school English teachers, <laughs> how would you feel about a student who was in your
0: class for nearly a hundred years? Would you be a little concerned by then? Well, uh, well, he moves around. He's he does. does the same. <laughs> okay.
2: It's just <laughs> that would be scary. Okay, let yeah. me get some more fact words and fake words out there. Um okay. uh fact word or faked word. Mm-hmm. Edward Cullen has a crooked smile, which is perfect and godlike. <laughs>
0: i don't think you're capable of making this stuff up so i'm gonna go um (laughs) that was an insult as well Uh, i'm gonna go fact word i'm gonna say fact
1: (laughs) word as well and my my caveat is i really hope that you have perfect and godlike in quotes
2: yes i do over and over the word word godlike the word godlike is actually used okay two more um Fact word, <laughs> fact word or fake word. He has an amazing CD collection and the world's best sound system. So it sounds like the band is actually in the room with you.
1: Uh, I it's bet he. Sounding? I bet he has vinyl. He's been around a long time. I bet
2: it's all vinyl. <laughs> I'm gonna go fake. Well, this <laughs> is this is actually a fact word. Ah, uh, this is one of the reasons. Oh. This is one of the reasons that um that uh, Bella really, really kind of falls hard for Edward. She goes over to his house, and after he plays her some music on the piano that he composed himself, he takes her up to his room, and um uh she explicitly comments on the amazing selection of music that he has. For a bonus point, can any of you guess the one genre of music he does not like?
1: Oh, oh wait, country for sure. There's yes, nothing country. cool about country. It's obviously, it's yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing vampire about country. <laughs>
2: Last one. You guys are probably tied maybe or not. I don't know. Um, I think I'm fact winning. word or fake, tw- fake word. Edward Cullen can hit baseballs so hard that the sound is mistaken for thunder and the balls travel <laughs> several miles.
0: Miles. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go. I, I'm going to I'm going to choose my heart
0: and say fact.
1: I'm going to say fact fake. Right. I don't think you can do that if you're on the high school baseball team. Like if you're a high schooler, you can't hit a baseball several <laughs> miles. Like people are going to think <laughs> something's up.
2: Well, yes, that's that's a good, that's good logic, Joe. But uh, Nick is correct. This is a fact <laughs> word. Um, there is a key moment, a really key narrative moment in the book where um, the whole family, the coven of vampires goes up to the mountains mm. to play baseball in the middle of a thunderstorm. And Bella says, why are you doing this in the middle of a thunderstorm? And they say, well, uh, we hit the ball so hard that people think <laughs> that's it's thunder. So- and we have to it up with real thunder are you kidding me? they also play in the middle of the woods so that you can hit the ball you know miles and not hit houses I guess so hey Edward Cullen sounds awesome just amazing yeah well these are all the reasons and there are many more uh, that Edward Cullen is the most lovable person ever but mostly he's perfect and godlike I'd go after it yeah sounds cool
0: Now, do I have to uh, channel my inner uh, 14 and a half year old girl um, to get into this book? What's the demo for this book? Right. (laughs) Well, could we take a picture book and be like, that's the worst book ever. But to a toddler, it's the best book ever.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think for for the demographic and for the for the genre, this is not actually that bad i think part of the reason that it's been called well i have i have an idea i have an idea that a lot of the negative response to this is not quite completely fair yes i did just give you a list of ridiculous reasons why edward is lovable but i think there's a combination of factors kind of external to the actual quality of the book that have artificially depressed uh this book's uh critical reputation and part of that is the genre so Romance is already a genre that people mock vampire Mm -hmm. stories for better for worse is already kind of seen as pulpy and young adult fiction is also kind of scorned critically. So when you have a vampire romance, that's also young adult, (laughs) that's like, that's like a hat trick. That's like the perfect storm of of course. And it sells, you know, hundreds of millions of copies. Of course, critics are going to kind of pile on it this is a very like if you're a critic, it's a lot of fun to find something that's popular and puncture it and say, well, actually, this isn't that good. So
1: right. Like this this genre of literary criticism that like it it makes you feel superior. Right. It's like, well, everyone likes Twilight. But if you rag on Twilight, like
0: you are a superior being. I don't know, but I think there's a lot of people that really like this book.
1: <laughs> uh my, my I, I love my wife very much, but when I told her what Ian was reading this week, I said, Ian's reading Twilight this week. And my wife's first response was, he's gonna love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a really it was a really interesting reading experience because I don't really like romance novels. Um mm-hmm. And the first, I'm gonna say two thirds of this book were really tough sledding, but then once I got into like the the adventure part of it, the adventure was actually really good. The adventure was was pretty rad. Like I I did not hate. I I almost put it down over and over and over before I got to the adventure mm-hmm. stuff. But when I got there, I was like, okay, this is this is pretty. Um, I see why people like this part. I have a question for both of you, real quick. Yep. Yep. Did you finish these
0: books? Totally. Uh, oh
1: no, uh, Joseph! I, <laughs> I I I skip to the good parts, guys. Oh like, my I, goodness! I, I, yeah, this is my this, <laughs> this is, my is first a betrayal. I show, went all
2: the guys. way through. I feel, Joe. <laughs> well, I feel yes. like there's an unwritten contract where yeah. we both were supposed to get through these books and you didn't I, even, guys. I really can't express how
1: how bad this was. Like I I, <laughs> well, I gave you're it a have to. It's your oh, turn. You're gonna man. have to express
0: how bad it was. <laughs> I'm a little yeah. torn because so. You know, on the one hand, I do feel like there is an unwritten rule that you should be reading the books, Joe. On the other (laughs) hand, I think that's a point for you because your book was that bad? It was, it was
1: like, wow, I I can save it for my turn, but I really gave it like an
0: honest try. Oh, whatever. (laughs) To hell with your time. These books are terrible. (laughs) Ian. Uh, Yes. I feel like you are trying to redeem this book. Is it worth redeeming?
2: Have you watched the movie? I've I've gotten through... I've gotten through all the stuff about how it's how it's okay. I'll, okay I, will rip, about, it up, <laughs> I will say one more thing about tear it up. Then I will say one more thing about maybe why it's kind of gotten a bad response. Um, Stephanie Meyer is a member of the LDS Church. She's a Mormon, and she chose deliberately not to include certain edgy elements in the book. So, like, they don't have sex. There's no substance abuse. Uh, or use of any kind and i think there's a kind of an upper perspective in criticism that says like if you're going to have romance there needs to be explicit sex in it or maybe at least implied sex and so this book is spun as anti-sex mormon propaganda which i think i don't really think that's fair because it's very erotic it's just not S- sexual like i hated that sentence
0: so much ian <laughs> I hated what you just said to me. So yeah. there's no sex, but
2: it's super sexual. Gross. There's moments when she's like, he like touches God, her hand and words. her whole body catches fire. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, can it's you get to some of the stupid sexual, stuff but- now?
0: Because that sounded really stupid. He touches her and her hand, her she body starts on fire. Well, she not not literally. Flames. It's it's
1: self-immolation.
0: all self-immolation. It's um. <laughs> she sacrifices herself for him. No, no. There's there's a lot of bad stuff in this book. Are all the vampire tropes in this. Like, are there are there any vampire
2: hunters trying to kill Edward? I guess is basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. No, no. Uh-huh. I think that would be interesting if Bella turned out to be secretly a vampire hunter. But no, that's oh, not. Oh,
1: that would it's- be amazing. That would I be would, amazing. I would, book. would read that.
2: For- <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool, guys. So, So. Edward and his friends um in his adopted family are they don't eat people they're what they call, they call themselves vegetarians which they just eat like bears and deers and stuff um <laughs> oh, and so gosh, they're that's like so lame they're like <laughs> man that's lame. Like g- good vampires uh, there's actually a moment when they're they <laughs> defanged <laughs> like she defanged the vampires yeah it, they just nerfed all the cool parts huh well they don't really actually there's she, no she sex, never really mentions no their blund. fangs there's a lot of mentions of, of teeth, but never, like, never really fangs. Mm, um, interesting. What are the teens getting out of this? Assume this book is
0: for the teens. Who, what are they learning? Are they learning how to be stronger, more
2: confident teens? Uh, no, no I, I do not believe so. I believe if there is an overt... <laughs> is this a good message for, for the youths? If there is an overt message to the teens, it's... um. If you hate yourself, then maybe someone who is out of your league will unaccountably fall in love with you. Oh my god! And oh, watch okay, you well while that you is sleep. a good message. Just gross. <laughs> and watch you while you sleep.
0: Yeah, you didn't mention any of the terrible parts. Can you quick just kind of skim through, give us a quick highlight reel of just the worst things ever? Uh,
2: so so I would say I would say for me the the worst thing is how uh, dreadfully overpowered. Uh Edward is. He's the best at everything, and that gets really aggravating really fast. Um mm, he yeah. is a hundred plus years old and he's uh mm-hmm. he watches he's Bella while well. she sleeps. A whole bunch of his attraction to her is based on how good she smells. Um, <laughs> um okay. uh, he can read he can read people's he can read people's thoughts and doesn't seem to have any qualms about that. He's like he uses his tele his telepathy to um pay I'd like to to basically creep on Bella. Hmm. He listens to what other people are saying about her in their minds and then kind of like uses that to understand uh, her. And does the book, does the book get into how
0: this hundred year old man is just creeping on high school girls? Does it get into how Good creepy question. that is? Great question. No,
2: well, no, because if it did, it really wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be a vampire romance. It would be right. You know, Edward I mean, wouldn't seem
0: as cool.
2: <laughs> actually, horror. How does yeah. this? How
0: does this Mormon author feel about pedophilia? Because it feels like he's basically a pedophile. He's 100, and how old is she? 17? 16? Seven, 16,
2: 17, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty gross. Like, <laughs> and There's there's weird there's weird moments with consent throughout where like. Oh, um, God. she, yeah, I mean, obviously nothing sexual because that's not, that's off the table, but she's, there's yeah. a moment when she's like, oh, he tells her get all dressed up. And then he has his sisters like help her get all dressed up. And then, so she thinks, I think she thinks she's going to be a married or be, uh, turned into a vampire. And instead he takes her to the prom, which she explicitly said she didn't want to do kind yeah. of without, without her permission. It's just like. Edward gets away in this book with a lot because he's perfect and godlike and can hit baseball several miles, and uh-huh. uh, he runs like so fast thunder. that she vomits when she rides on his back. Uh, I'm sorry, she rides on his back. <laughs> High
1: speed piggyback rides.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is classic, classic How romance. Fast does novels he run like, like faster than a car? Yeah, definitely. There are times. There are times really? when he's like, it would be. <laughs>
1: Well, I feel I feel like I remember seeing a scene in this movie, which I must have seen snippets of, of them playing okay. baseball in the woods, and somebody hitting a baseball a mile, and somebody else running through the woods and catching it before it and hits catching the ground. It.
0: Yeah. Oh man! So this is like, what if vampires were lame? Let's write a book about that. Is this book? What if vampires
1: were Mormons? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I have a question. Could this book be read? As hilarious? No, Mm.
2: no.
1: It's it's incredibly earnest, isn't it? Like it's (sighs) just so. Could this be
2: read as irony? Joe, I would say that sometimes, sometimes earnest books can still be read as irony. I (laughs) would say this one is so insistent about Mm -hmm. the godlikeness of Edward that eventually, like. If it here, here's the thing, you know, when you repeat a joke too often, it stop, stops being funny. No, we don't know about that because that doesn't happen on this show. Um, no, not never. on this one. If you turned this, if you read this as hilarious, the jokes would happen so frequently, the, the punchlines would be so frequent and so similar that they would stop being funny. What Tell me about this author real quickly. rap, rap put a
0: bow on this author. Has she written anything else? And also, did she get the last laugh? Well,
2: I mean, if if by the last laugh you mean signing a three book deal, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> uh sight unseen on those books. Yes. She came up with this story in a dream. Mm-hmm. A fever dream. Oh, as yeah. as one does. And um she had never written a book before, and she wrote Twilight and it was rejected a bunch of times, and then it was picked up.
0: And the How rest is kind that of history. Happen- and there's real people out there with amazing stories
2: that never get picked up. Is she related to somebody? No. Good it's, question. No, it's, it's 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 the demos. It goes back to the demos, Nick. Like people, <laughs> the agent who read this and said I'll, I'll 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 take you on, the publishing house that published it, they looked at this and they said this checks off boxes. We've got yeah. an adorable, somewhat distant, uh troubled loner of a hero of of a love interest we've got an identifiable main character point of view character there's romance there's the supernatural it's a little bit different let's roll and they just went, went with it and the gamble paid off
1: you know what always blows my mind when you hear those stories it's like oh this was rejected by you know 30 publishers before she found one i always think like well, yeah, but those 30 publishers, they made the right decision. Like, it turned out not to be the right decision in hindsight, right? Like, this went on to make a trillion dollars. <laughs> but it's like, there's nobody that reads this that's like, oh, yeah, this this is a this great This is going
0: to be a hit. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is going to be a book. A, a hit. It's literally what Ian's talking about. Like, it's like this checklist that some publishing exec had where it's like, oh, vampires, supernatural, brooding male lead.
2: Awesome. We could sell this. Right, and it- she did, she did cash in. She's got to have made so much money, not just from the books, but there have been companion novels. There's been so much other media. The movies, now there are reboots in, in the works. Mm-hmm. She released uh, a rewrite from the point of view of Edward. So, which I'm actually kind of interested to read. Like, really? I wonder if he's like. That I totally hit the baseball hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so,
0: even harder than last time. <laughs> Like a God. (laughs) Like
2: a God. (laughs) Would you like to leave us with anything else there, Ian? Yeah. I'll say one more thing. Okay. So as I kept reading, as I, as I read this, I kept like asking myself, why do we have to have the supernatural? And this is what I think sets this book apart from other books along the same lines, other romance books, um, and other worst Mm -hmm. books ever, uh, Mm -hmm. including perhaps the book we're about to hear about. Um, Mm -hmm. She chose to say like he has to be a vampire because it wasn't enough for him to be muscular and intelligent and artistic and kind and protective and all the good boring. stuff. She had to make him like supernaturally so. She had to make him able to like protect Bella from getting in a car accident by just punching the car out of the way. She had to like do she had to to take it to the next level. Uh, she has to have more to work with to make Edward even more amazing. And so the solution to this is he's supernatural. All I picture is Matthew, Matthew McConaughey's character
0: in Days the Confused. And <laughs> he's just hitting on high school chicks for like 20 years. <laughs> with his I just
1: little I gross think that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> does, does Edward Cullen <laughs> have a gross little mustache? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I think if he had a
2: mustache, it would be uh, bronze colored and perfect Anyways, and godlike. Hyper masculine. Did they talk about Transylvania? Uh, he did hang out in Italy for a while, but not Transylvania, as far as I know. Is there any vampire lore in the book? Yeah. No, no. There's a moment where they, she goes over <laughs> to his house and and um, she's like walking around, and then he's she like sees something on the wall, and he's like, "Oh yes, do you like that? It was carved by a German a German woodworker in the 16th century." And it's a cross and she like Meyer puts that in oh. specifically to say, Hey, this part of vampire lore that they don't like crosses. Yeah. Wrong, that's out yeah. Wrong. And, then, and
1: then Edward smooth has bronze hair in the, in the mirror, in the hallway. And you right. Totally exactly. The whole,
2: yeah. yeah. The whole like, um, like, uh, sparkling in the sunlight thing. That's actually specifically so she can turn that part of the vampire lore on its head. They can't be in the sunlight, but he just says, yeah. no, we avoid sunlight because it makes us no, look even listen. more beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah ian it sounds pretty bad i'm, I'm not that's, gonna lie sounds terrible
2: <laughs> that sounds like the worst how right. many pages is it and i read i read all 498 all of it. pages
0: 498 that's
1: outrageous
0: um maybe we should have some teens in our butler book maybe our butler book should just be like checking oh, some boxes
1: sure vampires teens romance but teenage
0: butlers Teenage, teenage butlers.
1: Butler, Butler Academy, Butler Murder the Mystery, Butler Academy. Oh my God! We yeah. could have, a, we could have like a, a young adult spinoff, like, like literally like Jeeves Junior. The Butler Academy were like Let Jeeves me drop Junior would go, yeah,
0: yeah, Jeeves Junior. I mean, it, it's basically written. Let me drop this one on you.
2: Prequel. Cool.
0: Oh my God! Mm.
2: But then, okay, <laughs> Check no, 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 because the problem is if we're doing that, we have to get someone who looks like a young Dwayne, the rock Johnson, because remember mm. he's our lead. No, we'll just use CG. Right. You mean like in Scorpion King? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just we're like that, get
2: specifically that like era that, yeah. of CG, to <laughs> CG, not modern <laughs> CG, like <laughs> 1997 CG. <laughs> So, you guys, uh, I do have to ask you, uh, we're coming up, as you know, on a big uh-huh. day. Yeah, you know right. what big day I'm talking about, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can say it together if you want. Right. Okay. April. Yep. Three. Two. One. one. Shakespeare's birthday Garcia's and death day. Birthday. Oh, what? What oh. did you say? Okay. Okay, well, let's do Shakespeare. How about that? It's um, Shakespeare's probably maybe birthday and the day he died also coming up right. this week. So, or next week, sorry. So
1: fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to bring, uh, Shakespeare's shortest play, uh, oh, to Macbeth. Jesus,
2: son of a God. <laughs> smart. That's smart. I- I'm going to, uh, in true hipster fashion, bring a Shakespeare play. Probably you guys hadn't heard of before we started talking about this. It's called the winter's tale. And it, the first half of it is an epic story of revenge and anger, and the second half is a bunch of dancing with flowers, and there's a bear. Sounds fantastic.
0: Uh, hey, Joe? Yeah? Do you think you have the worst book ever?
1: Oh, I know I have the worst. Well, here's the thing. There might be books out there that are worse than my book, but of Ian course.
0: did not bring
1: one this week because, okay, take everything that Ian just said about like Edward and Bella and like vampires Listening being muscles, awesome. Yep, that's exactly it. Anything that you thought was even a little bit cool about uh-huh. Ian's book and just strip it out, right? Like, like just totally <laughs> get rid of it because my book literally, literally, Nick, Nick yeah. literally right
2: okay that's why they call it lit that's why they call
0: it lit
1: (laughs) (laughs) my book as many people know originated as a fan fiction of twilight so when i talk about um my main character for example christian gray or anastasia Steele, my two main characters they are edward and bella Like, like that is who they are. So, when Ian talks about Bella being clumsy and self-loathing and, like, this loser, dreadful, idiot chucklehead, like, that is Anastasia Steele, right? When he talks about Edward being, like, bronze hair and being perfect with his crooked smile and all these languages, like, that is Christian Grey. The only difference, and it's a big difference, is that Christian Grey is not a vampire, but is instead... An incredibly successful businessman, incredibly good-looking, twenty-seven years old,
2: who's super into BDSM. Like- okay, okay, <laughs> hang on, That's so hang on. Much worse. <laughs> you yeah. tried to say, you tried to say that all the bad stuff about my book it was turned up to eleven. But your mm-hmm. character does not threaten to turn into a bat and fly around, does he? No, never. And once. the book does <laughs> not represent that threat as somehow endearing. Does it <laughs> no?
1: In fact, my my characters never do anything interesting like that. <laughs> it's like like <laughs> they never threaten to turn into bats because that like might pique your interest for a moment. They never like threaten to, you know, like punch a car or hit a baseball for a mile because that's kind of cool. My characters
0: mostly run into each other and have awkward conversations. Okay, so similar, similar planes. Um mm-hmm. So okay, um, I don't understand how this is fan fiction. Is your author did? She, who's your author? Uh, my author is a woman named E. L. James. Uh, she did was. She, did she pull off the greatest, the greatest the, troll, gr- the greatest in, hei- in all of humanity? In all No, of she pulled
1: off the greatest heist of all time. Like she pulled <laughs> off a ninety-five million dollar heist. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why rob a bank when you can just troll Twilight? <laughs>
1: Okay. So let me give you just a little bit of plot, but then I do want to talk about like the origins of this book. Um, Anastasia Steele is a 21-year-old recent college grad and she agrees to help out her college newspaper reporter friend by going to interview this 27-year-old Christian Grey who is a successful and wealthy entrepreneur. Um he's super attractive, he's of super course. intimidating. Um they have like this really kind of weird stilted interview where she's like kind of crushing on him but like pretty scared like and like scared of him as well mm-hmm. she goes back home um she goes back to her job at the hardware store and like three days later christian gray shows up in her hardware store buying cable ties masking tape and oh rope my. yep what <laughs> else do you need Yep. Yeah, what else sounds like a need? fun
0: little thursday mm-hmm. so obviously <laughs> that's extremely uh, masculine and therefore attractive mm-hmm. yes um and accessible um, tell us about his penis, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, Asking the hard questions I, there.
0: I know so Mega much zing. about this
1: guy's penis.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Like, does it really, does it get in? Yeah. So, is that where so, this goes?
1: So, so like in, in my, in my 30 second intro, I had a joke that neither of you laughed at that I thought was hilarious. I said, okay. this is the only pornography that you can buy at Target. And that. Like that is true. Like this is not really
0: a joke, though, Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but
1: it's joke
2: police. But that's not really. And it's
0: also not the first time that you've made a quote unquote joke that we haven't laughed at. So, (laughs) well, I know the (laughs) litheads appreciate it. Maybe. Like,
1: like this book (laughs) is be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like Ian talks about like the the Venn diagram of his genres. Like he says this is young adult (laughs) and vampire and um and. And romance, right? Like, I also have a Venn diagram. It is kind of vampire. It's not young adult. It's definitely erotica. Um, It's not
2: vampire. You cannot say this is supernatural. This guy is a regular, boring, 1% schmuck. But
0: (laughs) can you say that about Batman? Because he was just uber rich, and he basically
2: had superpowers because of that. Okay. Ian, if you think about it, Batman's ears... On the cow will yeah. look kinda like vampire teeth. So that's
0: true. I that's rest true. my case. Now, if Ch- Ian's book is for horny teens, Joe, is your book for like horny uh housewives? Yes. Uh in fact this book is frequently
1: criticized as being quote mommy porn unquote.
2: And Nick, your yes. job this week is to figure out which one is worse. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. <laughs> this is this is a terrible line of questioning. Yes. Um anyway, uh so sorry, Joe, you were saying something about how terrible your book was.
1: Okay. I I, this game is called Fifty Shades of Facts. Um, um, One of the in the when this book came out, the New Yorker published an article and I loved one of the lines in it. Um, This writer said that no reader, however charitable, could open Fifty Shades of Grey and reasonably conclude that the author was writing in her first language.
2: That's not cool. To like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not cool. to critically it's trash cool. on someone to like. If that's your critical comment, oh, looks like they can't talk English good. Like, well, that's not that's not cool.
1: Well, I uh, would it, like to point out though that English is her first language. Like, <laughs> this isn't her second language. Okay,
0: Joe flipped okay. it again. Now it's funny. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> definitely English. Not only is it English, she's British on top of it. So it's like the best. She should English be better than that us. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, should be, she better, should be better. All right, so I'm going to give you a quote. And this quote either comes from Fifty Shades of Grey or a poorly translated Japanese video game from the 80s or 90s. Okay? (laughs) You have to tell me which. So, Fifty Shades of Facts. This is either a quote from Fifty Shades of Grey or a Japanese video game from the 80s or 90s. (laughs) First one. Jeez, he looks so freaking hot. My subconscious is frantically fanning herself and my inner goddess is swaying and writhing to some primal carnal rhythm. Nick, Ian, is that Fifty Shades of Facts or a Japanese video game?
0: Ouch. I'm going to say Fifty Shades.
2: Yeah, a me facts. too. Because yes, Yeah, uh, obviously. obviously. Because obviously. the inner goddess thing actually kind of became a meme.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, I have some stuff to say about that too. Thanks. all right
2: congratulations
1: you each get a uh 50 shades point um thank you okay
2: second one do it how many how many points can we get in this game
0: obviously 50 50 <laughs> yes sweet. first one to yeah. 50 you each yep. have one. <laughs> 49 <laughs> more, que- more questions <laughs> all right
1: i have no idea who you are but i thank you for arousing me
0: that's uh that's a poorly translated video game right there is what that is I'm going to go poorly translated video it game as well. It is a poorly translated
1: video game. is a All game right. called Terranigma from the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. All right. I have a new one. All right. 47. <sighs> Your fist of evil are about to meet my steel wall of niceness. Your fist of evil are about to meet my steel wall of niceness.
2: You know, this is a hard one because her last name is Steel. Mm-hmm. And... Video games, there's a lot
0: of punching in video games. Yeah, so I'm going to say video games. All right. Uh, This is a Japanese video game. This is a video game called Fatal Fury Special. (laughs) Ian was also going to guess video game. (laughs) So
2: we're we're good there.
1: (laughs) He strokes his chin thoughtfully with his long
2: skilled fingers. Oh, God. Totally. Yeah, it's obviously. Fifty Shades. Obviously Fifty Shades.
1: Yeah, obviously yeah. Fifty Shades. Um, I, I like this one. Okay, Ian, you were talking about how this inner goddess became a bit of a meme. Do you want to, for, for a bonus fact point, Ian, would you like to take a crack at how many times the phrase inner
2: goddess shows up in Fifty Shades of Grey? I used mm. to know this. It's like, it it's in the dozens at least. I don't know.
1: Um, sh- her inner goddess appears 58 times in this book. His long fingers appear 14 times. Um, I'm, a- I'm going to just drop some more facts on you here. That'd the phrase, great. oh my 79 times the word crap, crap appears 101 times.
2: <laughs> Interesting.
1: um, the the phrase holy blank like holy shit holy crap holy hell holy cow holy moses 172 times and mm-hmm. um my my personal
0: oh, actually I like this one the word fifty appears sixteen times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really unsatisfying. Joe, would you say this is a good book to kind of expand your vocabulary then?
1: <laughs> so this book is about the same length as um, Ian's book. It's about 400,
0: 450 pages. Oh my um, God. That's I, so long, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: so, I don't know what about this genre makes it feel or makes it have to be so long, but it's unreal. Long.
2: Well, I, I, have a, I have a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. This is not about like efficiently a good story this is not about efficiently telling a good story with like, with like good g- use of pages and, and, and valleys and, and it's tent, about, yeah. it's so the the, the comparison to pornography is I think in some ways legit. Oh it's about God. titillation. It's about, Oh God, just stop. <laughs> God, no, stop, it's about like the experience, God, right? Stop. It's about like you, you, you pick it up and you turn some pages and you get to another episode and it's great. It's like, it's like the Simpsons. It's, it's always going to be it's there. It's not like the Simpsons. I it's hate exactly to be like uh, lying uh, here, but this is nothing like the Simpsons. Well, no, yeah, because I, I it's, it's reliable a- and there's a lot of it. And you can always go back to it for more if you want.
1: <laughs> so so I, I'm totally on board with this. And one of the things that surprised me about reading this book, like, like I expected it to be bad, but I didn't expect <sighs> this book. It feels like the first draft of student creative work. Like if my, it, I guess it would be weird if like one of my freshmen gave me this book is something that they had written, but like,
2: <laughs> but like,
1: I, that be, I, would, be you can read I would be this.
2: concerned if a high school student gave me this and said, please, would you give me constructive please. feedback on it?
1: Please read this. It's like I have to talk to my union,
2: uh, Ian's <laughs> and Joe's students.
0: If you are listening, I do encourage you to start writing fiction like this and sharing oh, it with no. your
1: teachers oh, God.
0: for their thorough review.
1: Uh, there's a ton of other criticism that you see levied against it, right? Like it's like a like uh, people that are into the BDSM community, they look at this and they say, "Hey." That's not a particularly healthy BDSM relationship. Like we have a lot of rules here. Like we have, we have a lot of like what makes this community great. That is not it. Um, people, Joe, what are the you, safe words? Yeah. Okay. Great example. There are no safe words, Nick. Oh no. <laughs> that sounds brutal. One of the things that they hate the most about it is like, is they point to it and they say, and this is something you see levied at Twilight as well, where they say, look, this is a relationship that we are putting in front of readers, right? And we are holding it up as a romantic relationship, right? Like a quote unquote romantic relationship. It, however, is, is not a very good like role model for a romantic relationship. And I don't just say that because it's a BDSM relationship because, you know, that's, you know, everybody's got their own special thing, right? Yeah. But like what I say is like people in the BDSM community, they look at this and say, hey, that is not a healthy BDSM relationship. Like that is not what we are into, right? Like that is a poor representation of it. Um, so it just insults everybody, huh? It insults people everybody. People who like, like good
0: books,
1: freak, yeah, even, freaks in the sheets. Right. Twilight fans. Yeah. Like, like the guy is controlling, he's possessive, he's condescending, he's cruel. Like he like, like plies her with alcohol on several occasions. Right. Like, like consent is, is, um, a four letter word. Yeah. Consent's a four letter word. I do want to talk about like, the, the fan fiction aspect of this because I think this is probably the most interesting part.
0: Yeah, why is this based on Twilight? When Twilight
1: was huge, and I don't want to imply Twilight is no longer huge, but when Twilight course, was huge, there was a really, really healthy Twilight fan fiction community. And you have to understand a little bit about how fan fiction communities work uh, to kind of get what the, what the, um, what the issue is. With this book. Okay. In a fan fiction community, it's like imagine a message board where people get to submit stories and like comment on each other's and things like that. Like you can kind of imagine that. But where we think of novels as something that it, an individual creates, like a person writes it, an author writes it, they have total agency over it, they release it, and it's like their like work, right? In the fan fiction community, things are much, much, much more collaborative. People build on each other's work in the fan fiction community. So it goes in all sorts of different directions, right? And a really popular thing to do in the fan fiction community was to say, hey, let's take like that feeling of Twilight. Like let's take like this Awesome, like super confident guy. And let's take, like, yeah, the guy who's just all the the good
0: story parts.
1: Yep. And like this girl who's just kind of like a bumbling oaf and like kind of needs a guiding hand in life. Right. And like, let's take all of that stuff that we love, but let's get rid of that vampire stuff that's like a little bit weird. And in the Twilight fanfiction community, like on the message boards, there's literally a separate section, a really popular section called human. Right, like, like, hey, this is Twilight fan fiction, but everyone's a human. So, El James was a contributor to this community. Right, like, she like would like contribute to this community. People would like riff on her stuff, and then she would riff back on their stuff, and they would kind of build this story together collaboratively right and like people who get into this they're like oh el james this is totally derivative of like this story over here it's totally derivative of <laughs> that perfect. story over here that's exactly <laughs> it so every once in a while you'll see el james accused of plagiarism like this will come up it's like oh 50 shades of gray is totally plagiarized and people always assume that they mean it's plagiarized from twilight but that's not the case like this is like it's it's almost it feels like an homage to twilight in like the most sure. thinly veiled way it is plagiarized, and I'm putting that in big quotes here, right? It is plagiarized from the other members of these, like, incredibly active fan fiction communities that she was a part of, right? Like, one of the reasons that she was able to, like, crank these books out one after the other. Like, she wrote, like, like three of these books in, like, a year and a half or something like that. She cranked them out because so much source material was just done already. Um, and, and, and when you read this, I mean, A, like, like it's it's kind of damning because it it is like this built on top of this other like fan fiction stuff, but B it also feels like it was like copied and pasted from a fan fiction like message board.
0: Did you like this book, Joe? It's a great question. No, I thought it
1: was terrible. I don't I, I don't think anybody should read it. Uh, like
0: whoa, ever. whoa! I, I think it's censorship. Yeah,
1: no, I think it's.
0: <laughs> Should we burn this book, Joe? Oh no! Oh, wow. Good okay. question. Oh, here we go. I have a five-star review for you from Colleen. I read this book back before El James even wrote it, which is a <laughs> Time strange traveler. beginning. Time to traveler. A Time traveler. Time traveler. No doubt, no. Colleen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't brag about a lot of things, but my review skills are one of the few things I will brag okay, about. Good. El James <laughs> read my review on this book, and she loved it so much she decided to go ahead and write the book. Are you kidding? (laughs) Here's a word-for-word copy of our email exchange from that day. Amazing. It goes on. EL James. Hello, Colleen. I will redact her last name for privacy's sake, even though it is blatantly on the internet. I saw your book review of Fifty Shades of Grey, and I loved it so much, I decided to write the book. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Colleen, thank you. Colleen, thank you. (laughs) I would be rating this a one star because I think I'd want some profit sharing. Um, I'm already finishing writing chapter 12. I just want to say thank you. Without your review, I would never have found the inspiration for this book. From Colleen. You're so welcome. I'm great at this reviewing thing, right? E.L. James. (laughs) You are. Take care. Colleen. Laters, baby. E.L. James. That's brilliant. I might put that on my book if you don't mind. Colleen. (laughs) If you do... Don't give me credit for it. I don't like the attention. I get so much already. Someday when you finish this book, you'll know what it's like. A few months following the above email exchange, Fifty Shades of Grey released, and E.L. James became a sensational author. If you're a reviewer, make sure you preview books before they are written. Procrastination is for losers. What the fuck just happened? (laughs)
1: I wasn't sure. So so I I have a question for clarification for the lit heads here. Was that a real review, Nick, or did you ad lib half of that? I really hope it sounded like you just went off on your own for a bit.
0: How could I have written? I know
2: uh, this is a, this is five star review from Colleen. I really hope that what happened here was Nick just improvised an an entire self, uh, self, aggrandizing review about how this woman is with the reason that ELG um, is
0: later's baby a thing in the book yeah later's baby
1: I
2: don't think so
0: based on what you told us about
1: hey. Yeah, but, but hey but but I haven't read the whole thing so
0: <laughs> <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> is, do you have the PDF in front of you
1: yeah I can let me pull it oh up. no
0: because <laughs> if that's in there this is about to blow my mind
1: I have a question is later spelled with a Z or an S that's it's a good. It's
0: a great
2: question. Uh, later's with the S.
1: All right, let's go ahead and pull up Fifty Shades of.
2: Green. So while he's doing this, I'll just share that one of the ways that um, scholars figure out who. Oh wow. Okay.
1: It's in here a ton. It's in here an wow. absolute ton. Later's baby, he grins. Later's baby, he murmurs. Later's Anna Elliot grins. Later's baby, he says, and it's hot, freaking hot. I flush.
0: Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Colleen. Colleen. I think Colleen deserves some credit on this book. I that's guess. Exactly. Is that what all the the um, people on the forums think, too? That they're like, this is my book. Yeah, Colleen is just one of many. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Maybe we should start a forum and... and in uh, crowdsource uh, the Butler's book. Great idea. <laughs> maybe, we'd, maybe
1: the Butler's, well, I guess it obviously has to start as Fast oh, and the Furious fanfiction. Yeah. Right. Like, I think let's we have to replace find the ca- Fast and ca- the
0: Furious forum. What if we replace cars with mm-hmm. tea? Sure. Okay. Right. And now
1: I made the best tea. Right. And we could, like, drink tea for pink slips.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Done. It's going to be a bestseller, guys. I um, know it joe joe your book sounds just the worst it's that sounds terrible on another level i mean man ian at least somebody wrote your book i mean this person (laughs) (laughs) just like it started on forums Mm -hmm. copied and pasted from the internet oh
2: ian you lose okay joseph but but so does Joe and I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say some things about this show as as a way to sort of you know offer an apology to everyone involved. So here we go. We thrive on interaction, much like Edward and Bella.
0: Robots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we would love it if you would head over on over to our social media. That's at you don't know lit on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, tell us what you think. Sound off as they say about the show and whether mm-hmm. you have a candidate that we didn't mention for worst book ever. Uh, you could also check out our website. You don't know lit where you can go and submit a book or submit a theme and tell us what to do. Uh, also, last but not least, we would love it if you would uh, leave uh, one of those sweet, sweet five-star reviews on the podcast uh, player of your choice. And really, folks, just keep on reading. That's that's so important. Just keep on reading. Mm. Just read, mm. please. I'm begging you. Mm. Otherwise, how will E.L. James cash her sweet, sweet checks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got a bunch of quotes in front of me. Some of them are like, I'm gonna go ahead and turn off my audio like they, right now. Yeah, they make me they make me really uncomfortable. Uh, so instead, what Are I would like about to do his is penis Joe. Yeah, some of them are. Um, I would like to read a quote from a Goodreads review um, from a huh. woman named Katrina Pasik <laughs> lumson um, <clears throat> Katrina Pasick lumson wrote this review in June of 2012. I think it became a bit of a viral sensation. I've linked it several places. And I would like to read her her closing paragraph here. It's this kind of ignorant trash that sets feminism back decades. Women who defend this book are, however, unwittingly participating in some of the most blatant misogyny I've ever witnessed, giving the impression that some women enjoy being debased, abused, and controlled outside of a consensual dom-sub relationship. This is not a book about BDSM. This is a book about one sick, abusive man and his obsession with a young, naive invertebrate. It's also a book about a girl who has absolutely no sense of self, who sacrifices any pretense of individuality in order to get a hold of a man who doesn't show her the faintest glimmer of respect. It's about two attention-starved individuals with the emotional maturity of toilet paper convincing themselves that their relationship is like the best thing ever. Oh my God. It's trite, insulting, and dangerous. I fear for any impressionable young women who read this and think This is how an ideal relationship should operate. If nothing else, it should be issued as a guidebook to mothers around the world to show their daughters the kind of man to avoid at all costs. This book does good men.
2: Right. Mothers need to show this to their daughters. (laughs) That's the takeaway. I love it. It sounds
0: like she should have wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Rather than your author. (laughs)